Welcome everybody to another episode of Marketing Management and Money. I am with uh, your super host, Ryan Murray. And uh, I am with your super co-host, <laughs> Ethan Migliori. Hey, don't be stealing my taglines. <laughs> so today we wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, what I'm going to call absolute or conditional principles in business. And the reason I bring it up is that I just find way too many people as you hear about a principal or you hear someone talking about some great thing they did in a business, uh, they just, all right, great. If I do it, it's going to work for me. It becomes an absolute versus understanding that there's so many things in business that are conditional that when you start putting all those variables into it, it changes the whole dynamics and whether it works for you or someone else. And so uh, all the time I hear um, or someone says, hey, this worked for them, but it didn't work for me. Why? I, I did exactly everything the same. Well, your circumstance was different. And, and, and I would like to point out kind of a classic example on this, just so that our audience knows what we're talking about. When I work with social media marketers, a lot of times they'll put out a post and one post will go viral. And then they try and replicate that. And the next post they did all the same things. At least they thought they did all the same things. And it didn't go anywhere. And so, you know, yes, we try and duplicate what works. Uh, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, trying to find your success formula and trying to make that success formula work. But as you're putting out, you know, with this conditional, there are things that change. And a lot of those things are out of the entrepreneur's control. So, you know, if, if I put out a post... At the time that it was going on, I mean, what what are the other, you know, what are the other posts that are being posted on social media? What's happening in the news? What, uh, you know, what 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 day of the week is it? What time of day is it? And there, there are so many things that are going on. And I know that there are crazy algorithms that are really dialing in on this stuff. But even with these crazy algorithms, human beings are still human beings and have personalities and differences and difference of opinions and moods. And, and so... As a business owner, what do you do? How do you manage all of those weird nuances, I guess, is kind of a question I'd want to kick off with. Well, I, I'm not going to answer the question, but I want to oh, put this thanks. out there. Oh, thanks. You know, <laughs> the the, the one thing I want to kick <laughs> off with, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. But. Uh, we'll get to it. And it might be, this might answer it. And that is, is uh, I think business is more biological than mechanical. Okay, because we're okay. What do you mean by that? Uh, biological. So by biological, it's alive. It's changing. It can adapt. Um, okay. It can make some of its own decisions. Um, versus mechanical means if I if I put a piece of aluminum in the machine, I get a pop can out, right? Okay. Put aluminum in, I get a pop can out. Mm -hmm. Too often we treat business mechanical. If I put this in, I'm going to get this out. When the reality of it is, is I'm like, no, 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 no. Things change. People change. Environments change. Economies change. And so. Uh, it's more biological, meaning it's constantly changing. So if you kind of go into it thinking business is biological, not mechanical, then then you realize that why we need to adapt, why we need to change, why did it work for someone else, not for me? What were the differences in those variables? Um, so it it's it's certainly a better way to approach it so that you're more exploratory and proactive in what you're doing versus getting frustrated because you did something and it didn't work. So I think that's, I think that's great starting point, but as a business, what do I do with that? If well, I, I mean, 
So the, let's, let's the, the words of my wife are popping into my head. She's like, "Fine, you told me everything not to do." <laughs> well, let's so let's share some examples. And I know uh, you've always got all kinds of crazy examples in your head. But so first off, when you're we're so reliant on our own understanding, our experiences, our views, etc., that that we kind of approach it in some ways with biases, right? Kind of. So <laughs> like we do. Everyone has a bias out there. And if you take uh, a simple example of a loan. Okay. You go into go into a bank to get a business loan. Okay. Um, we think, all right, I'm going to just go in. Here's my business plan. Tell them how much I need. Uh, you know, I'm I'm buying something fantastic. So why wouldn't they fund it, right? Right. Well, but when you get into it, look at all the conditions that are set on that loan, right? Uh, what is your credit? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you actually purchasing in the value and how long, how fast is it to depreciate your management experience? Exactly. What is your experience back into that one? You know, you partnered with correct. What's your history? What's your relationship with the bank? Bank. Right. Yeah. Uh, So all of a sudden now that loan that seems to be an absolute is highly conditional can based off of, all right, what if your credit score is a little bit low? Okay. They might still do the loan, but that means my, my interest rate is going to go up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if the if the collateral I'm looking to do it is uh, more volatile or high risk, my changes the var- variables to where they may or may not want to do the deal, or the interest rate goes up. Right. Mm-hmm. So, too often we think that even a simple loan is straightforward, but it's just littered with conditions that determine whether you're going to get the loan, and if you do, what the interest rate's going to be. Right. So. I think that's an excellent point because so often people put finances like the absolute. It's like numbers talk, you know, and they do. But understanding that there's variability in those numbers, I think, is is a great, uh, you know, a great starting point. But I want to kind of bring it into stuff that I see happen more often because, yes, business is going after the loan, uh, you know, but how often are businesses going after a loan? Typically, you know, every couple of years you're going after, you know, after after a loan. You might have a line of credit that is a form of loan, but you're not having to negotiate that. It's already been negotiated. So even if you're pulling on that. So I want to talk about some stuff that uh, hits the businesses more often. Um, one of the ones that I think is a big deal is when managers, they start talking to other managers. And I guess I should say owners. I'm going to pick on owners instead of, you know, uh, we're, we're going to get e- even yeah. tighter here. So... Okay you'll have an owner that they go to some sort of networking seminar and they come back and they're like, we're going to do this. Why? Well, because this other business did it and it worked for them. This is a double-edged sword. Like, yes, it's good to model what works, but it's you got to be careful of getting too far down the path of trying to follow someone who... Maybe they're in a different industry, a uh, different stage of business. Maybe, and this is the hard one, Maybe they have a better skill set than you. Right. You know, I, 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 I had a business once where I came in and I did some consultation with them. This business had been in business. At the time I was doing the consultation, they had been in business over 30 years. It wow. was on to a second-generation owner. So okay. the, uh, the father had started the business, passed it down to his son. Very typical pattern, right? right. And the, uh, you know, I... I I started noticing some areas that were lacking in financial management, in their marketing approach, uh, you know, in kind of strategic execution. 
And as, as a consultant at the time, I'm looking at this and saying, oh man, this is great because I can come in and we can make some quick fixes and see some pretty dramatic results. Uh, you know, so I was excited about the opportunity and everything I suggested, they always said, well, we've done that. Well, we've done that. Well, we've done that. And I finally, and honestly, I kind of lost a little bit of patience. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the best thing to do, but I, I finally just said to him, like, yeah, you've been in business 30 years. You've done everything but it hasn't worked for you, so how about we do it right? And I, I don't know if that was the, the best response. But You're that's the to tell me the backstory after that. <laughs> but but that's the that's the true response is to uh, is to say yeah if 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 you've done it just because you've done it and it didn't work doesn't mean that you did it right. Doesn't mean that you have the skill right. set to do that. Uh, you know, I mean, we look but, at this, but we see that mistake all the time when we work with individuals who need market research mm -hmm. you start pulling demographics and psychographics and uh you know doing hot maps and things like that that when they start looking at all that and then they're saying okay great let's do this one but you're like whoa time out wait a minute uh we pulled the data but it, if you have a different culture than the data you pulled the culture for you know and and rural versus um um more urbanized areas is yeah. a huge example because rural mentality is different. It's a different way of life than when you get into the urbanized areas of America. So you find that <clears throat> most data that they're coming out is based off of urban experience. And so they try to apply it in an urban and it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. And well, so, so, so this is kind of interesting. Uh, one of the things that I'm trying to do right now uh, for myself is I want to do a study of successful people in history that are you know clearly successful, maybe overlooked today, and see what I can glean from their lives and be like, okay, you know what what habits did they have? What you know decisions did they make? So recently, I watched this documentary on George Washington Carver, who did not invent peanut butter. Everyone thinks he did. He invented 105 ways to use peanuts. Um, and not peanut butter? <laughs> but not peanut butter. <laughs> well, so, you know, he actually, as an influential black, so, you know, he was born the year the Civil War ended. So he's like one years old when, uh, when the Civil War ends. Right. And... Uh, you know, so here you have a black that, you know, the slaves are just free. The crazy thing was uh, he was kidnapped. Him and his wife were kidnapped. Uh, like when he was one or two years old, not his wife, his mom. I said that really weird. <laughs> he and his mom were kidnapped. His dad had already been killed and his mom was never found again. He was actually recovered, but, you know, so he was orphaned. And he ended up going into the northern states and getting an education, and he was very successful. And by choice, he went to uh, Alabama, where there was still some serious, serious issues with segregation, and there were all these black, poor farmers that were stuck in this downward spiral. And I, as I was you know, watching this documentary, I thought to myself, I don't relate at all all a fascinating life and very you know inspirational person uh, but I don't relate at all because I don't have to deal with you know segregated right. Alabama in the early 1900s and, and so 
you know, kind of talking about what you're talking about is, yeah, we, we look at these people and we say, oh, that's what they did. I'm like, are you willing to do what they did? Are you following the path of what they did? Because right. your management style is going to be very different. Your company culture is going to be very different. And so, yeah, you might read a book and be like, oh, my gosh, this is how we're going to do everything. And I'm like, mm. Well, and that's the mistake that people make is that they hear about it and they try to implement it exactly in the way they heard it or they saw it versus, all right, I like the concept of it. Mm -hmm. How do I take this concept and massage it into what fits in our, in our environment that we're living in, whether that's company culture, whether that's the economics of our region, whether that's um, management style, right? Yeah. So that's the key is that there's a lot of good information out there, but how do I take it and I tweak it, massage it and conform it so that it makes sense for what we're doing versus taking an absolute principle, trying to, you know, that old saying, you know, pounding a square peg into a round hole type of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually we can make it work, but it does damage in the process. So I've mentioned this one on some previous podcast episodes, but uh, I just finished doing a community play for the first time. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was interesting because I'm not, you know, I'm not a trained actor. I don't know. This is the first production I've ever done uh, outside of like podcasting, I guess. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that was really interesting is all of the people who had more experience than me kept telling me, make it your own role. Don't try and just rehash what you've seen someone else do in this role. And I think that applies to businesses where if you picture yourself as like, uh, you know, playing a character on stage, if you try and mimic to the T what someone else has done, either A, you're not going to be as good as them, or B, you're going to be boring because you're exactly like them. Like you right, got to put right. your skill set behind it. And so in business, yeah, I, we're not saying stop reading books and following what people advise you to do and just go out on your own because you're going to end up going out on your own anyway. No, that's, that's, that's not what we're saying. But I think it's important to say, what's your flavor? You know, how are you interpreting the, you know, the, the, the advice, the data, the role, and, and making it your own? You know, um, years ago when this idea was shared with me, I loved the word that uh, the gentleman was using. That was accommodate. Learn to accommodate it to your circumstance, mm. right? Use, learn to, and I like that word accommodate because it means that I'm, I'm happily and easily trying to work it into what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not struggling. I'm not forcing it to do that one. So, you know, in that process, unfortunately, when we learn to do some of this stuff or try to put it in, we have to almost sometimes unlearn to learn. Yeah. Right. To, to say, okay, great. I have to take, you know, that my understanding and my experiences and everything that sometimes are, uh, create strong biases and say, wait a minute, I have to rethink this so that I'm unlearning to learn it, to, to get it so that I can put this, uh, principle that we see constraint in what we're trying to do so that it accommodates and it becomes an asset for us as we move forward with implementing it into what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'd like to do before we kind of button up uh, all this episode is I'd like to put some tangible steps or some tangible advice of what, uh, you know, what we're recommending of how to implement this. 
And the first thing that I want to throw out there is the importance of being exposed to outside ideas. And I think that that could easily get overlooked in this discussion because we're talking about, uh, you know, how things are so conditional and, and it really sounds as though you don't want to follow suit with what someone else is doing. I'm like, no, people have paved the way. People have figured things out. And you're going to have far more success by modeling after success than you are by reinventing the wheel. And, and so to me, the very first thing that I would say is what is your, you know, what, what is your routine in being exposed to outside ideas or, you know, trying, trying new things, uh, re, you know, uh, like replaying, having an, an opportunity to, to work something and then work it better and then work it better. Like, like what is your routine that you have so, you know, are you listening to books? Are you listening to podcasts? Or, uh, you know, what, what exactly are you doing to, to give those opportunities? And that, that, to me, is the starting point. Yeah. And I, I would add to that one and just a reminder that uh, businesses in general is more biological than mechanical. Mm-hmm. And I think if you just approach it from the fact that it, it is alive, it is going to change, it is going to adapt um, from day to day, that now I'm I'm a lot more exploratory when I do instead of just trying to uh, make a hard decision, realizing that uh, this is going to fix my problems. Versus no, 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 no. It might for a minute, but I'm going to have to look at this again and again and again as I'm changing and adapting based off of what is going on inside of my organization. Uh, in fact, a, a simple change in an employee, whether that's they retire or leave, can change the whole dynamics of an organization. Yeah. Right and change how how successful we are. So it, sometimes it's just simple things like that, that that can be why something is conditional. Yeah, well, and I think that it's important to like human beings want to embrace change when it's uncomfortable. When I'm in a bad situation, yeah, yeah. I'm very open to change. Right. But when I'm in a good situation, but that good situation is slowly deteriorating that's when we're slow to change. And so you got to watch for that. You got to watch for those situations in business. Let's say that you've got a great customer and they're your top customer and you've had amazing relationships with this customer, but you're noticing that, you know, maybe sales have plateaued with this customer. Uh, Maybe you don't uh, hear from them as often as you used to. And it's subtle. It's, it's like, well, okay, they used to check in all the time, but that's when we were building up the account. And, and now that the account is just flowing, we're okay. I'm like, no, like that's a sign that (laughs) change is happening. And, and you need to, you need to look at that and be prepared for that change, embrace that change. And so it's hard to change out of a good situation, but, you know, stealing the quote from Jim Collins, good is the enemy of great. If you want to have a great business and you find yourself slipping into a good situation, that's another time for change. It's easy to change out of a bad situation. Well, easier to change out of a bad situation than to change out of a good situation. Uh, I guess the other thing I would put on the table is that there are absolutes. And let me give you two quick examples as you look through. A lot of financial stuff that we deal with is absolute, right? Um, How we come up with our profit and loss is pretty much absolute. I mean, so there's a lot of financial things that are absolute. 
um, marketing. A lot of times we want to say a lot of theory and marketing, but here's the reality. If you're not doing any marketing, <laughs> you're not going to grow, right? That's an absolute that you yeah. can't just sit in, in a back closet with an amazing product and think people are going to come knocking down your door. You still have to get that message out there. Mm-hmm. So there are some absolutes. And so when you, when you're presented with new ideas or you like something that you want to try to implement, I always approach it and say, Hey, look, assume that there's pieces of it that are absolute, but like we've been talking about today, there's pieces that are going to be conditional that you need to start looking and saying, all right, how do, how do we adjust this to where it fits into our model to what we're doing or what do we need to adjust inside of our model in order to make it work? Because we're not completely aligned how they were. We're missing some pieces that mm-hmm. we got to fill in. Yeah. And I guess for me, uh, when you're talking about absolutes, uh, so a quick point that I want to make is I'm going to argue that there are no absolutes, but then I'm going to argue that you're absolutely right. <laughs> you can't end on that one. I, I'm not ending on this. I'm just stating that don't get hung up on like, well, you know, like don't don't get overly theoretical and whatnot. The uh, the principle is there. And, and I like to say in business there are principles and then there are tactics. Uh, you know, the right. principle yeah. is, is there. Uh, how you go about that, you know, that's that's your tactics. That's that's how you want to to be in that space. Uh, so, anyway, kind of going too far down that rabbit hole, and so so to bring it back a little bit. So we talked about the absolutes, and we said, yeah, that there are absolutes. Uh, we talked about you know embracing the change and understanding that change, even in a good situation, is there. But uh, I want to, and this is what I would end on. But if you have some other things you want to throw out there, you know, I, I want to talk about just the unknowns, and uh, a lot of this is just get out there and do it. It's you know trial by fire. It's even if you've been in business for decades, it's still trial by fire because your customers change, your markets change, the product changes, you know, everything is changing on you. And so you're still just trying to figure things out for the first time. Don't be afraid to make mistakes in this space. You know, this is saying, yeah, you're going to do some things. Some things are going to work. Some things aren't going to work. Some things are going to be a home run. Some things are going to be a base hit. And it's okay. You can, you know, you you can just keep keep iterating, keep innovating, uh, and and I mean maybe I'll go back to an absolute. The businesses that are most successful are the, those that will keep iterating and keep innovating, uh, as opposed to right. those that you know that that get stagnant. And and so that that to me kind of like sums it up for me. I, I don't know. What, what, what else you want to throw out there, Ethan? Uh, I don't know that I have anything else. I, I, I just love the idea that too often that we, we just treat everything as an absolute. We forget that there's so many variables that make what we do conditional, that we need to make sure that we, if we approach it more from that exploratory idea, I just find that businesses are more successful because they're, they're not just trying to, Take something like I love the example you hit. I heard it and I'm just running and shoving it in my business when it didn't. There's pieces of it that just didn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, so just thinking of the bigger concept that um, it, as you approach decisions you have to make in your business, whether that's hiring someone, marketing, uh, taking a loan, as we've talked about, that understand the pieces and components of it. And use it to your advantage instead of finding out the hard way because you're now you're struggling and it isn't working out and you don't know why. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, I think that's great. So I think we'll wrap up right there. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate uh, you guys. If you uh, like this, go ahead and uh, share it out there. And uh, if you have any comments, you can uh, reach Ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com. You can find us uh, Instagram, MMM underscore small biz. We're on jazzjune.com slash MMM, where you can check out all of our uh, training materials and uh, other content. And uh, we hope you tune in to uh, podcast and uh, content in the future. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.